Welcome to Survivor Cast International. I'm Cody. I'm Jacqueline. That's Elton. And today on the pod, we're back in Philly, baby. Talking episode two. Do you know the episode title? Uh, no, I do not. Do you? Their episode title, Vamp. Vamp, vamp, vamp. <laughs> I never know what the fuck. I mean, just saying <laughs> the, the word vamp chat, over you know, and over is chance. next level vamping. I mean, we're headed to Philly. Okay, ready? Gonna eat some cheese and some steak, and their title is... Oh, don't start <laughs> what could go wrong? Just like the start of this episode. I mean, clearly nothing. Back in Philly. I love it. Uh, and when we head to Philly, but before we do, Cody, do you have any news or anything here at the top of the pod? It's funny that you should ask, Jackie, because I do have some news at the top of the pod. Oh my God, really? Not to jump from one music cue to another (laughs) but i guess yeah we can hop right into news corner (laughs) with our royalty free dreamy news music i'm dreaming of the news you're about to tell me you know it's hard out here on these mean podcasting streets jackie are is it hard to sling your content hard to carve a niche and when I when I found out that there was another podcast covering Survivor Philadelphia initially, I was incensed, enraged even. You were a little salty. But, you know, a rising Philadelphia tide raises all ships. Jackie's drinking iced coffee again on the pod, which I believe we were last week, too. Oh, iced coffee's just hitting lately. It's our summer treat. Um, yes. discovered that there is a rival podcast but then discovered that it's friend of the pod davy sack doing the podcast for silent podcasts which is the podcast production company of isaiah who's on survivor philadelphia oh fun when you look at a note about isaiah somewhere this week do you i'm pretty sure so go check out the silent podcast so um, adjacent coverage of Survivor Philadelphia. Sweet. Featuring Davy Sack of Survivor New York fame. Got those big sacks. Mr. Sack himself. Go sack it up. Get some sack in your life. And Mark Levy, who's got a great beard and fun glasses. Oh. So, I mean, you can't go wrong. A couple mean... of Philly boys, some brotherly love on their <laughs> pod. I love it. Any other news here at the top of the pod code? When you look at the silent podcast logo, what do you think? I think Frasier. Frasier comes to It does to mind. give big Frasier vibes. Hashtag big Frasier vibes. <laughs> um, yep. My other news is just that I also listened to some of Isaiah's music on SoundCloud, and it's pretty good. All right. Better than Ford Fetty, maybe? I don't know. Hmm. Different. He- Ford Fetty might take major offense to that i said i don't know i said it's different Hmm. it's not a competition Hmm. okay so let's and you have no news 
I have no. What news would I have? I don't know. Mm. Oh, oh my gosh. You have monumental news. Can I drop it on the pod? Oh, sure. You were nominated and are winning. Yes, I won. Minis- well, nominated and won. I yeah, said- and are winning. <laughs> you were nominated and have won. <laughs> Both things are true. Correct. I like to be sequential in my praise. <laughs> Minnesota K through five economic teacher of 2022. I did win that. Is that kind of, am I like blowing you up right now? Am I, what's the word? Swatting you? Am I doxing you? What? It's like by people are going to be able to figure out who you are and where you live and where you teach. Oh shit. I mean, yeah, probably, but Mm. couldn't they already buy my name and your name? If they tried hard enough. It's not hard. Be equal effort. Yeah. But yeah, it's pretty cool. Congrats. Big stuff. Yeah. That's news. Thank you. That's Philadelphia news. I mean, I don't know if it's Philly news. It's our life news. It's Philly news because... And I'm pregnant. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> what? And we're naming the baby Philadelphia. Survivor. We're naming it Rocky. Just kidding. It's Philly news because every day to get ready to teach those kids economics, you would jog up the stairs like Rocky and listen to Eye of the Tiger to get yourself psyched up. And wasn't your economic unit based around the number of cheesesteaks sold in Philadelphia annually? I mean, of course. You taught them supply and demand based on cheesesteak? Yes. You know, if the supply of cheese is down and the demand of cheesesteak is up, you can charge more for those cheesesteaks. Yeah. You might be... A redneck. You might be a redneck. Yeah, you said that like in a really... uh... Jeff Foxworthy, you might be a redneck cadence. I did. I slipped into that. If you're a cheesesteak in Philadelphia, you might be learning economics. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's enough for News if Corner. If you're oh. wearing blue or red in the woods of Philadelphia, you might be a Survivor Philly player. If you're a lovable adjunct professor with bazinga on your chest, you might be going home this week. Oh, no. Oh, Kevin. Hashtag Kevin. Hashtag Kevin was robbed. Hashtag we stand Kevin. Hashtag Kevin for president. Oh, gosh. Wow. Hashtag Kevin for king of England. Hashtag Kevin is Mr. Kim. Yes. Which is that a problematic thing to say? I guess not. He's got similar vibes. They have very similar vibes. Kim's convenience on Netflix. Yes. And Kevin. Okay, if we're talking about Kevin crossovers with Netflix shows, Mr. Kim from Kim's Convenience is a great choice. But I have to know, who is Kevin on Heartland, the Canada broadcasting show on Netflix, which is the longest running Canadian television show? I mean, he's one of the horses, right? No, Kevin is the like older vet man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he is. He's the older vet. Yep. The teacher. The, that Lou should have ended up with. Who's guiding Ty through veterinary school. <laughs> exactly. And the horses back to hell. Yes. All right. There we go. Love it. All right. Let's dive in to head versus heart. Okay. So 
We have a lot of conversation over on the Head Tribe right off the bat about the last vote off of voting Rowan off. Goodbye, hashtag hot mom Rowan. I mean, kind of disappointed hot mom's gone. Hoping hot to maybe Rwan. get Rowan on the pod. There's been some oh, chatter. There's really? been some private Hot messages. mom Rowan wants to come on the pod? Hot mom Rowan Summer on the pod. Shit. You've heard of hot girl summer. It's hot, hot mom, mom Rowan Summer. Hashtag. Do you think Rowan likes the movie Moan? No? I mean, she's a hot mom, so she must. And her kids have probably seen it all the time. Okay. It's 9, 10 a.m. Yes. Rwan tried to warn Jake. Yeah, this is a this is a shady move, Jake. <laughs> Jake wasn't committed to voting Rwan until Rwan came up to Jake and was like, "Hey, Jake, I hear that it's you. I'm trying to get it off you." And then he's like, "All right, I'm not going to tell Rwan. I'm just going to vote for her." Right? Shady fucking move, Jake. Oh shit! And I'm glad people are calling you John. Oh damn! Ugh. I've heard from Rwan that people are thinking of voting me up. I've also heard that people are thinking of voting up Rwan. Should I team up with Rwan to save each other? No, I'm gonna stab her in the back. He stabbed hat mom Rwan. Jake, what's your relationship with your mother? Hmm. Consider this a therapy session as well as a podcast, <laughs> but just for Jake and just about his mom. Yeah, Jake. Do you have some like internal resentment towards your mom? And did you feel better after stabbing Rowan in the back? Jake, do you ever dream that you are your mom's shoes? <laughs> then you might be a future drag queen. You might be a redneck. <laughs> I also wanted to say you should listen to Davy Sachs's cover of Survivor Philadelphia because he's a direct descendant of Benjamin Franklin. Oh, God. So, I mean, that's just too legit to quit. You I can't mean, compete. but isn't it probably through rape? <laughs> Did, didn't he just Jesus. like rape a bunch of people? Benjamin Franklin? I mean, everyone who was alive back there with a oh, penis. This is a really dark joke. I was not expecting that. Who says I'm joking? I, <laughs> I'm like 100% to, serious. I, had, I know Benjamin Franklin was a known horn dog, but I think it was, <laughs> to my knowledge, mostly with consensual French women. But I mean, you know, the whole like, I guess we're talking about. <laughs> awful things now so like owning people and that what comes with that when you're like an awful super privileged white person maybe as he was yeah flying those kites you know what i rescind my joke davy sex is not a direct <laughs> descendant of benjamin franklin but i say here and now let's get franklin off the hundred dollar bill whether he raped people or not and they're coughing it's like should we just start over here <laughs> that's okay no no let's keep going let's keep going i love it but we should let's get benjamin franklin off the hundred and put davy Sachs on the hundred instead davy Sachs on the hundred and then you say instead of giving uh those benjamins give me those sacks give me those sacks give me some sacks i'm gonna grab your sacks man stacks on sacks on sacks of stacks so Yes. Jake did not return the lifeline that Rowan threw out to him, cold-hearted monster that he is. We learned that Isaiah was the one who voted for Jake because he wanted to be messy. Hilarious. That's pretty great. That's a, a theme we're going to return to this episode. The messy, trying to stir up paranoia votes as a tactic. <laughs> oh, God. Hashtag, yeah, we will. your boy needs water. Hashtag, you thirsty. Stephanie hoping to make some connections 
and to get some people to pity her as a potential lifeline going forward if things get hot. Now, let's talk about this for a minute. Okay. We get lots of stuffy talk out in the woods. Sure. But then it intercuts with stuffy talk. Oh, yes. Stephanie stuff. Stuffy. I don't know. Um, I'm sure she's fine with you calling her or whatever. <laughs> who's filming her audition tape while driving her vehicle. I will say that this is classic LRG moves. Those babies over at Survivor Syracuse always driving and filming their confessionals at the same time. You're going to get pulled over. I will say, Matt, in the premiere live chat, chided her for that very thing. Or you're going to murder someone. Mm. One of the two. Right. Was there a thump in the background while driving? Maybe right after it cut? Or right before? <gasps> she's actually hiding out in the Philadelphia woods because she's wanted on she murdered vehicular someone from the homicide. Yep. Exactly. But they had to let her on because it's so ballsy to keep that in your audition. <laughs> like, she didn't do another take? Was she sent us this one? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was an accident. We got it. It's a bit. We got to let her on. <laughs> So Melissa, on the other hand, has her head in the game because she's thinking, okay, a girl just went home. I don't like that. Got to get one of those boys off. At least keep it even. I mean, lots of gender splitting happening over there on the head tribe. You had mentioned Isaiah's messy vote for Jake. Not only did he vote for him, he put an exclamation mark after it to really fucking twist the knife. Yeah. A harsh move. It is pretty fucking harsh. Because it, it's having its attended effect. It's like psychologically preying on his mind. Yes, but we love it. Don't we? We, we fucking I'm, love it. I'm pro Isaiah. I'm here for it. Yes. Stephanie, again, get some Stephanie time. She's trying to rein in her sassiness and stay sweet. Gives us a little history lesson. And uh, do you think people are endeared by the history lesson? Or do you think it's kind of like a little like, hmm, hmm, pretentious? I think my guess would be that it's probably a little bit just completely neutral on it. It's like, oh, I guess it's a way to kind of open up and let your personality fly. And she seems comfortable in that realm. I don't know if it's necessarily something you can lean on too much. Okay. I do love the like triumphant Lion King music as she starts to hit her stride with the rest of her tribe. And I love, I love the like use of neutral talking points to help build connections. Absolutely. I think it's a really good use of like. So what Stephanie's doing? Information. Yeah, I think yeah. it's a great move. Mm. Yeah. What would your neutral talking point as an icebreaker be i'd probably just talk about food all the time oh how you're a baker and cook talk about recipes it's fun people get mad at me because we aren't eating a lot or something I don't know. oh that might annoy people mm -hmm. jacqueline's always out here talking about tarts and cookies and cheesecakes making cauliflower tacos crazy and somebody would be like, oh, if you're such a good vegan baker, we're out in the woods surrounded by plants. Why don't you make me something plant-based? <laughs> what do you have to say to that? Owned. Grass in your face. 
I'll, I'll give you something plant-based. <laughs> Hashtag, oh man, the people you played with are real aggressive in this scenario. <laughs> Eat these weeds. Um, Dave, on the other hand, he's really keyed into the game, talking about how at a moment, the drop of a hat, you go to do a confessional, the tides can turn against you. And he's like uneasy doing the confessional while this is happening. He's right. Like, he's like, why the fuck are you take my time? Let me go back there. He's like, they're bouncing. plotting right now. Ah! He's bouncing around on the heels of his feet, like looking over his shoulder. Like, I got like five seconds max. The <laughs> tides are turning against me. The irony of doing this, you're going to in editing cut to them <laughs> turning against me while I'm giving this confessional. Oh, I'm losing my hair. We have more Jake John confusion. Yes. And it's a good thing that Tyler, like Mama Bird, putting his wing protectively around Jake slash John, doesn't want anyone to vote him off for some reason. Because he's his shield. He feels like he is going to be the same person Jake is if they get rid of Jake. Right. He's next in line. Yes. All right. Let's hop to the hearts. Boom, 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 boom. Um, lots of looking for idols while they're walking. And then we have Lauren who, well, like there's some like sloppy details of people looking for idols. Fucking Nikki gets like like, sticking hands in tree holes and climbing trees and peeking into rabbit burrows and fucking bird nests and all kinds of manner of stuff. Toilets, exploiting toilets, (laughs) exploiting toy hashtag, exploiting toilets, exploding. It's you say exploding. I meant exploding, but I like exploiting <laughs> toilets because you're like exploding, <laughs> exploiting it for the idol. It's oddly hard to say in almost rhymes <laughs> and implies that the toilet has some like independent feelings that about you're life. Taking advantage of. <laughs> yes. Um, and then we've got uh, Lauren who notices that idol in the like brush ahead of the group and runs in front of everybody to go and grab it yes um tells everyone right away because she's just in a position where she couldn't hide it and then it immediately becomes a full tribal idol which is never a good situation but is in lauren's possession Here's my question. We know you hate the group idol. Just because it's never, it's it's just a key for infighting. It's just invitation for disagreements. And I mean, even in this situation, it's all a charade. It being a group idol because it's in Lauren's possession. And her whole talking point is, I want them to think that for now, but I'll use it for myself. And it's conveniently, well, because it has to be, it's like a post merge idol to protect us. But You don't know where loyalties will lie necessarily post-merge. Do you think there was an opportunity? Like, I think she should have tried to fall towards the back of the group. Yeah. Go double back later, potentially. If nobody notices it, double back later. Keep an eye on it. And if nobody grabs it, double back, like, fall, like make your way to the back of the group and stop and tie your shoe or something like I was thinking, what would I do in this situation? Would I just, you know, accept that they're going to see me and okay, it's a group idol because I don't want to risk someone else getting it later. And this is a better solution over that. Or do I risk it? And maybe someone will get it, but it's better to roll the dice and potentially get it and not have other people know about it later. And I think I would for sure go option two. She specifically said like, Oh, 
I figured all of you saw it and someone was going to grab it. That's so. part of it, right? It seemed very apparent. Um, we did skip over a few things. The hard drive is very kumbaya, but amidst that kumbaya, a core four does form. Hashtag core four. Ariel, Matt, Liz, and Lauren. And there's just a funny moment of like, um, you know, Liz, when running down whom she is tightest with, doesn't, she mentions everyone in the core four, but Ariel. And then Matt also pulls Nikki in like she's a part of his core four but right it's like a little rough around that foursome Matt seems definitely a key part of it and the two ladies are a key part of it that fourth slot is kind of the shifting slot I I agree with that we get a couple of nicknames of head players we got daddy Dave and smarty Steph well, I mean, we have to focus on this Daddy Dave moment. Okay. They Someone just mentioned, like, they're doing a little bit of, like, a rundown of the opposite tribe. And I think they start with Dave. And someone just casually throws out Daddy Dave. And then they're talking about his wife watching it and Dave being a sex symbol. I mean, we had MILF Rwan. Oh, I mean, da- and Daddy Dave. Hashtag Daddy Dave. He is the. He's filling that space now that Rwan is gone. Now that Hot Mom Rwan is gone, we have to have Daddy Dave. Hot Daddy Dave. <laughs> Dilf Daddy Dave. I wonder if Dave, when sitting down to listen to this episode or watch does this Dave episode, does Dave listen and watch? I mean, I mean, I'm sure he watches, but does he listen? Some private messages may have been exchanged. Really? Potentially. Oh. You know, some future. Mm guest bookings Sorry, maybe already be in the work so listener if I don't you're know what the fuck you're doing if you would like to come on the pod please do okay if you are a player not uh, just any random person who's listening to the podcast you do have to physically fly to minnesota and record in person <laughs> yes, and you will it. get covid but mate what <laughs> That's awful. I'm sorry. You keep just injections of COVID over here. The studio is unfortunately overrun with it. No, it is not. I'm just kidding. So we have Daddy Dave. Smart. Smarty stuff. Do you have a third nickname? That was it. Two good nicknames. And we have a moment where we get to see Matt's interview leading into that jason again ragging on the blue tribe and calling someone i don't know who i mean we could guess big head saying that someone on the opposite tribe has like a big head well and like people not being cool with jason doing that (laughs) he he loves to do it and i get the vibe that he's trying to stir up camaraderie yeah he's trying to do it as like a team building thing but it's a very funny approach (laughs) I was a little wary of Jason last episode. I am fully bought into Jason. I know you love Jason. By the time this episode ends. But I do also (laughs) love Matt being like lovingly chiding to Jason of like, come on, be respectful. Ha ha. But kind of not being into like, let's not body shame people based on their head size (laughs) of all things, which is like eugenics kind of. Exactly. There's no control over that, bro. And you're just getting into some bad territory. Um... Speaking of Jason, I just might as well throw it in now. Speaking of that, oh God, double speaking of, I like throwing stuff. It's one of my favorite things to do. 
is verbatim what Jason says going into the challenge. Well, I mean, I guess this is the challenge for him. I like throwing stuff. It's one of my favorite things to do. Like, just throwing stuff. Yeah, what is... Who has throwing stuff as one of their favorite things? Hey, what's... What's one of your favorite things, man? Oh, what do know, you like to do in your free time? I like to read and go on walks and throw stuff. <laughs> <laughs> just like, what just, the fuck, man? Oh, you mean like, you like, you're, you play baseball? You pit? No, no. Just you, like, you to like throw stuff. Throwing knives or, no, just. Axe throwing? You go to those like axe throwing? I'll come home after a long, hard day and just start tossing shit around my apartment. <laughs> That's kind and of it, what it comes any, off as. Anything I can get my hands on, <laughs> just baby. throw it everywhere. People, watch out. Ah, Might just toss you. Good thing I don't have any pets anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, but let's double back. We got Matt doing his talking head in the jungle. Haha. <laughs> How do you feel about the theme we have kind of going through this episode of the audition tapes? interspersed throughout i love it i think it's great i think it's fun to give background i hope it doesn't fall into the trap that like the most recent most recent season of survivor australia did where we don't get everyone's interview you get a little and taste then, like, of some people and then it feels weirdly off kilter of yes i'm a little people... concerned about that yeah because here's the thing i don't know if i want it to necessarily I, I guess i would be fine with it extending throughout the whole season yeah i would prefer it to go all season than just get a taste and then stop but I do think best practice would be to get a little taste of everyone's audition tape in the first or second episode and then be done with it at that point. But I get that for sake of time and et cetera, that might not work. And I do really appreciate that. It's like Matt is kind of having a natural moment where he has like a lot of good narrative stuff happening and it works really well thematically and narratively for Matt's story to pair. Yeah. And then it it builds on it. So maybe that just doesn't work in the edit for every person, every episode. Yeah. I wonder. Okay. So I wonder what Matt's relationship to the zoo is. I he's filming this here. So that's fun relationship to the zoo. Like, is he at work at the zoo? Is he just visiting the zoo? He was filming his audition at the zoo. I missed that somehow. Yeah. He's cause he made the joke. I'm in the jungle near DC. Just kidding. I'm in the DC zoo. We made that jungle joke a moment ago and I did not understand. Oh yeah. I was referencing Matt's joke. So like, I thought it was a Creedence Clearwater revival joke. Zoos have a big importance in our lives. I said, put yeah, a pin in that, that CCR joke. Yeah. Zoos and Jews, but zoos specifically do play a huge importance in my life because. One of the first times I met your kid. Was we at the met zoo. at the zoo. The Minnesota Zoo, which is a good zoo, but there's also the Como Zoo in the Twin Cities, which is a free zoo and is a lovely zoo. And it's the zoo we got married at. Yeah, we got married at the zoo and love the Simon and Garfunkel song. It's all happening at the zoo. Classic joke. Hey, you know what I heard today? That it's all happening at the zoo. Well, then someone says like, what? And then you say that it's all happening at the zoo. Yeah. And then you play the song. Right. And it's a it's a win every time. That's what we did walking back down the aisle. Yes, we walked down the aisle. If you want to do a quick wedding talk, we walked <laughs> down the aisle to the village theme to the Super Nintendo A Link to the Past Zelda game. Just real calming, lovely, pre 
soldiers invading it, of course. He of wouldn't course. want to listen to the post, no. obviously. Don't even need Duh. to specify. Jeez. And then we walk, after being married, walk back down the aisle to It's All Happening at the Zoo, because it had all just happened at, at the, the zoo. zoo. We're dorks. All right. Um, and... And, I mean, you can go on our Facebook pages and literally watch us get married, if you're so inclined. Who recently told me it was fun joining us for our wedding? Our virtual wedding? Yeah, someone I saw at Francis Fest. That's fun. Yeah, it was cool. Um, yeah, and then... I just want to say that Matt, he speaks on being a love man and a brain man. Mm-hmm. Surprised he got... A little surprised he got put on heart, but good he can use his brain. And he's also record scratch. Whoa, whoa, what? A spaceman? He's worked with NASA. Impact. Impact. <laughs> Hopefully not, because then they're dead. Oh, jeez, I did not get it. <laughs> oh, should we really be working with the Impact Storyteller guys? Oh, fuck. <laughs> this is Apollo 11. I, I don't know my Apollo missions. This is the Challenger all over again. A joke which probably hits hard because you're a teacher and they were teachers on board. Yeah, super hard. That exploding aircraft. Yeah, that shit hit. <laughs> Nothing fucking hits like watching the Challenger explode. Damn. <laughs> Hashtag kaboom. Oh, no. Hashtag too soon. Impact. So... Impact. <laughs> Impact. Impact. Uh, Matt has led a crazy life. Yes. And I'm just intrigued. I'm fascinated. It, I am as well. It sounds fun. And uh, we also have some fun tree mail riddles when they read the tree mail. Yeah, there's like a poem. I think it's Keats or something. That they're... <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's some uh, riddle about the challenge they're about to do, giving them a little clues to what they'll be up to in well, a few moments. net obstacle course and that they're going to either have to shoot like an arrow or throw something. And that's where we, of course, get Jason's. I like throwing stuff. It's one of my favorite things to do. And then in a heartbreaking moment of foreshadowing, before the immunity challenge, right before, we get Kevin saying that he really hopes that his tribe wins because uh. he just desperately wants to remain unified. Oh, Kevin. Hashtag heartbreak. All right. Let's. You want to take a break? Pre I don't know. Do we take it before or after? Let's take a little break. All right. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll chat immunity and tribal. This break brought to you by Ford Fatty. For, for, for Ford Fatty. Ford Fatty. NyQuil. Get a good night's sleep without the morning drowse. NyQuil. Now brought to you by Ford Fatty. Burr, 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 burr. To Survivor Cast International. The Q. The Q. Uh, Survivor. The Q. Survivor the Philly. Q. 
The Q. The Q. Presented by Ford Fetty. Our generous but non-silent partner. Mask off like I'm genial. I think we sipping gin. Where the juice? Where the juice? <laughs> <laughs> what was that for, Penny? Where's the juice? The juice. Okay, good. <laughs> OJ. I think he lives in Las Vegas, Fort Betty. Uh, okay. <laughs> so we are coming back, talking immunity. When we come into immunity, we've got Cheese Steak, our host, Alex yes. Gardner, who yes. is also the creator of Survivor Philly. I mean, that's amazing Info. to be host and creator. It's a real power move. It's like Kevin Costner both starring in and directing Dances with Wolves. Okay. How Love are you it. doing? He's behind the camera. He's in front of the camera. He's not doing behind the camera. All. I don't know who the camera people are, but. <laughs> and action. I'm going to do this now. So what they're doing, they have to retrieve three bags. Yes. Within those bags are sandbags. Yes. And you have to untie knots to get the bags. Correct. Then you're using the sandbags within the bags to knock blocks off a table. Yes. How many blocks? Is it 12? Six. Oh, half the fun. And we're going to get it on. Yeah, I have that same quote. Get it on. He really, someone else pays him this compliment, but he does really bring the Jeff vibes. He does. We'll talk about who talks about that later. Survivors, get it on. Yes. And uh, Ariel is the one who sits out. Ariel. 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 Ariel sits out. Yes. So, first, to, to start things off, we have Jake going against Lauren. Lauren for the hearts, Jake for the heads. They race off to their sandbags to start untying their knots. Jake, we think, is really quick with those knots. He's untied a knot or two in his time. But when Steph, the second head member, comes out, we realize it's really just Lauren who's very slow with the knots. It's a little hard to track because they make an interesting choice of doing a hard zoom in on just the hands. hands. You want to really see those fingers dancing. Well, you want to see the action shots, don't you? I wonder if only we had a secondary camera because I'd love some cuts back and forth, some hands, some faces furrowed in concentration, some sweating brows. Ah, you want multi-angles. This isn't porn. What are you oh, talking about? What? <laughs> <laughs> hashtag this isn't porn. <laughs> Sadly, you look under that hashtag and it's just all porn. Oh, God. Um, uh, the Heart Tribe, they're just bad at knots. Yes. Because unfortunately, then we have hashtag Kevin coming in and he doesn't do great on the knots himself. And Steph has already kicked the ass, and Isaiah's come out and he's for the head blocks. before, well, he comes and unties that third bag while Kevin's still working it. Right, and then he takes the sandbags and starts knocking them blocks down. Yes. And during the time that Kevin is untying, we have Isaiah, Tyler, Jake, all trying to shoot. Kevin, he's a professor. He's not used to being in the field, in the heat of the moment, untying those knots. But you know who does get used to tying some, untying some knots? 
Lay it on me. Jason. He comes in. So fast. Flies through it. Amazing. Like, insane. He's like Spider-Man with those knots. Yeah, Spider-Man, classically famous for his knot untying ability. Kevin then gets a chance to do some shooting. <laughs> he just nodded. <laughs> yep. yep. <laughs> it's always my favorite part of a Spider-Man movie, when he unties Un- that knot to I save mean, the day. I mean, he's so fast with them. <laughs> Uh, Kevin goes to throw sandbags against Jake. Yes. Um, I, you can kind of tell that this challenge in general was just difficult to get on film. There's a lot of moving. There's a lot of like torso. You're getting a lot of shots of like, you're not seeing the ankles or the head, but you're seeing everything in between. But the host is doing a great job of talking about it. That's my point. The, it's fun to watch and it's carried a hundred percent on the commentary and the charisma of cheesesteak. Yes. Hashtag cheesesteak for life. I also, I have to say, I'm really glad you've just embraced the nickname at this point. It's just cheesesteak. It's fine. Um, Liz and Jason get a chance to throw bags, but to no avail. There's a moment where it almost seems like, cause I feel like Jason comes out, and he's really like MVP of this challenge. Yes, I think. he's trying to be. He fucking takes out like half the blocks with one sandbag on his first throw after untying the knot. I feel like just, you know, like phase two on his meteoric rise in my estimation. I don't know. But it's I don't a, know. It's not enough. But he this post tribal makes me. Or this post-immunity makes me question your love for Jason pretty hard. The post-immunity is the bow for me. It's what brought him from, I kind of like this guy, to he's transcendent, and I hope he wins the season. All right. Now that Kevin's gone. Not yet. All right. Okay, so not enough. Head wins. They sink the heart, and heart's headed to tribal. They be struggling. Post-immunity. Lots of talk about how Jason is very abrasive, but they think he'll be a loyal player to the hearts. Chrissy feels that they were kind of a hot mess during the immunity, but she's trying to stay positive. She's like, you know, we weren't super coordinated, but we had a good time. We tried our best. Showed a lot of heart out there, as we do. And there seem to be only three names really being thrown around. Seems like Jason is being thrown around. Seems like Jake is being thrown around. No, not Jake. Josh. And Kevin. And Kevin. Yes. And Nikki. Nikki. I Kevin and Nikki, I think, kind of eventually emerge as the two most prominent names. But there are lots of names being thrown out there. It makes me sad that Kevin's a target. Kevin speaks a little bit that he suspects a gender split might be occurring. And I think it maybe just speaks a little bit to Kevin not really being on the on the pulse yeah. of the tribe. He's being left out of what's actually happening and just kind of grasping at straws. A hundred percent. We get this moment where Lauren is hardcore fangirling over cheesesteak. Love it. And I'm like, is she just fangirling? Could she have a crush on cheesesteak? Love a little host castaway real jeff probe shit there oh yeah wow yeah. and uh, hashtag cheesesteak tell us what you like on your cheesesteak the person or the sandwich <laughs> and uh jason decides that he's gonna vote for whoever snubbed him on a fist bump and do we ever find out who that is no because then when he goes to vote he tries to vote for himself so it's like bro did you snub yourself on a fist bump hmm 
fist bump. Doesn't track. He's like that chimp and nope. Doesn't track, Jason. Um, yes. So there's a little bit of roasting about um, the immunity challenge, saying she was terrible at knots, and Chrissy, for a moment, thinks they're talking about her. Right. Matt, he starts to focus in on maybe wanting to vote Kevin off because he feels like Kevin is idol-obsessed. That he's always talking about the idols. He's always got idols on the mind. He's always looking for idols. I mean, I will say it does make it difficult when someone's always talking about idols, but someone from this tribe already has the idol. I know. So, like, I don't know if that necessarily continues to track. Well, and I feel like there is lots of other idol chat going on that isn't just Kevin. I think they're just looking for an excuse to block Kevin. We get some good time with Jason. Um, he's saying that he feels fine. He's absolutely 100% comfortable. It's too early for me. I'm not going home. It makes you feel like it's got to be Jason then because the real survivor, the minute you feel that way is the minute you're gone. Well, and plus he like is talking about how he hurt his knee and how his knees always hurt, how he was born with dislocated knees. He can't overextend them or whatever. Most most babies don't have knees. I, I was had born overextended. <laughs> I was born with them and they were extended. Oh. He says most that babies don't have knees. When you're a baby, just like how your skull comes out not fully formed, it comes in like plates that then fuse together. I think the bones of your knee are disparate. It's like the opposite of Pangea. They f fly back <laughs> together <laughs> so into funny. a knee. That's so funny. <laughs> okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. Learn something new you've never every day. made a baby. Thank God. When you take your baby home. Babies are gross. They make sure that the car seat is properly installed in the car and they give you a brochure. You sure that's not just you because you were a teenage dad? They a thousand percent check that the car seat is properly installed because I that's a it. thing that most people like don't properly install their car seat if a nurse doesn't check it or some shit. Huh. <laughs> Maybe that's just what they told 15-year-old teenage <laughs> father Cody. I didn't get to drive my baby home. I didn't have a license yet. That's kind of <laughs> sad. Uh, sad? No, it's spice of life, baby. It's lovely. Don't be sad for me. No, I'm not sad for you. Uh, Jason You're not says Argentina. That... What? You're sad you for Argentina? For me, Argentina. Hmm, I don't understand. What is that reference? It's a song. From? It's okay. Just West Side Story? Okay. Pacific? Is it from a Broadway show? Okay. Just keep going. Jason says that Matt is a very nice man, and I can't help but agree. Chrissy, she's pretty unhappy where the votes are going. She fears that if Kevin is voted off, ageism, the specter of <gasps> mm -hmm. ageism, might then strike her. I mean, let's be real. She's like, shouldn't have been as fucking open about my age. Yeah. Shouldn't have said I'm 14. Should have lied. And then we get lots of people talking about, it seems like the votes start to focus in on Kevin. It he's seems old, pretty clear. Because he's quiet. Because he's Kevin. Because he's an intellectual. Mm, sad. Ariel names his group the Illuminati, <laughs> which is either a reference to the like shadowy, secret, most likely fake, you know, order of people that rule the world, or in the Marvel comics, a collection of superheroes that rule the world secretly. I don't know either of those references. Making Ariel read Richards. <laughs> Matt is Doctor Doom. Okay. Um, Lauren is 
Captain Marvel. Oh. And Liz is Iron Man. Cool. Okay. Nikki's very paranoid going to tribal. And I I think that both her and Kevin kind of see the writing on the wall for the older players in the game. I feel like you're right. Going into tribal, I think Kevin is feeling that he's on the outs. He's really kind of become aware of that at this point. Yeah. It's Are you sad. ready to head to tribal? I don't think I'm ready because I know what happens. Oh, I know. We're all sad about it. Can we just we record? all feel exactly how Matt feels when he votes. Impacted? Yeah. By Kevin's loss. <laughs> In his pending absence. Exactly. I wish we could just record a 12-hour podcast that hangs out in this part of the episode forever. And never loses Kevin. Discussing every moment by moment in painstaking detail. No, I don't. No? We've already spent too much time here. All right. Let's go to Tribal. Hashtag goodbye, Kevin. Um, when we get to Tribal, Liz gets asked if... Uh, oh, wait, first. Go ahead. Oh, it's 10.07 a.m. Yes. Um, Liz gets asked why they're here. How'd you get here, Liz? What happened? What went wrong? The hearts were pumping, but now they've stopped. We need to have a defibrillation. Charge. Um, Liz believes that they underestimated some of the qualities on the other team, that their big hearts weren't noticing the big heads on the other tribe. And if cheesesteak, you know, if one half of his flex is that tribal com or that immunity commentary, he's really flexing the other tribal questions and stirring up conversation portion in a good way. It's interesting because I feel like he's doing a much better job than the host of Survivor UK does. I mean, if you want to watch a masterclass in how to host Survivor, watch cheesesteak at work. If you want to watch a masterclass in the opposite, pull up and see Mark Austin, season one of Survivor UK. Circa 2001, ostensibly there against his will, hating every moment. Yes. Only lighting up when drinking on camera. Didn't realize there'd be bugs. <laughs> um, and, you know, we've got Jason super cocky being like, yo, man, I know it's not me. A hundred percent. No problem. Uh, Cheesesteak asks what the tribe's strengths are. And they talk about open communication and listening. Nikki says the group has bonded. Lots of big heart talk. Yes, lots of big heart talk. Enlarged hearts and the problems that come with everyday life, living with a big heart. Um, Ariel speaks on just that you got to vote with almost no info and how that's difficult. And you kind of fall back on thinking of what's best for the tribe. I think he's beating around the bush of saying you're old and Kevin, less of a physical asset. And that's why. at untying knots, Kevin. Yes. So you're being sent home. Uh, yeah, I mean... Nikki goes to vote first. Let's do it. She's panicking, I feel like. I feel like she, for some reason, really feels like it's her. We've got a moment where Jason... Oh, but wait, no. Can I... We have... Fucking art. Speaking of Ariel, there's this one moment we have to touch on where he says that he's heard his name, and I can't quite tell his demeanor in this moment. And I do want to remind you that he hasn't slept. He's been up partying all night and then drove for six hours. Oh, fuck. He might be feeling a little cranky. Uh Uh-oh, Ariel. But he's like, had I participated, 
we would have won. And nobody oh, laughs. And he seems like genuinely irritated that his name came up. And it's just like kind of a weird demeanor to strike at that moment. And not, I mean, it doesn't bite him, but I feel like it doesn't do him any good. And then Jason does comment on it. Well, but also Kevin reveals later on after being voted out that they said that they wouldn't vote out whoever sits out. Yes. So maybe Ariel's like, hey, I fucking, we made this decision that we wouldn't vote out whoever sat out. And I sat out and I'm still hearing my fucking name. Like, what the fuck is that, bro? Yeah, I I think that's probably his That is what's going on. You're completely right. Speaking of Ariel, when he goes to vote for Kevin, writes Kevin's name, Dad looks in the camera and just goes, Bazinga. (laughs) (laughs) Stone cold. I love it. Jason tries to vote for himself. And reveals that he is the one spreading the rumor about Ariel. Yeah, just like doing fucking crazy shit. I decided to be a messy bitch today. I told Ariel people are voting for him. I want to vote for myself. No, you can't do that, Jason. Ah, what? Do they call him Jason or Sweetheart? I Maybe thought, sweetheart. I think it's like I get like this like older produ- older than Jason. Whatever mm, age. Age doesn't or matter. Just like, Maternal vibes just in like, oh honey, you can't do that type thing. It's almost like, oh honey, you're so stupid at Survivor. Right. I get that vibe. Um, also, there's like he thinks, because he's never watched Survivor and he thinks he has like this amazing play in his back pocket. I thought this was for sure the writing on the wall that we were going to be surprised and Jason was going to be voted off. It's like, oh, you tried to vote for yourself, Jason, and you couldn't, but everyone else voted for you. It would be very funny. And it's like, oh, and if or if he got like some votes on him to the point where had you been allowed to vote for yourself, you would be going home. And then I agree with Matt wholeheartedly as he goes to vote. He's very, very sad that he has to vote out Kevin. He's just like brokenhearted almost doesn't hand it in very brokenhearted highly conflicted yeah and there are no idols played when the host calls for it okay the votes come in jackie all right one vote for nikki nikki and then just nail after nail into Uh. our hearts five votes for kevin and we're all fucking brokenhearted good night Sweet Prince. We are going to be the 16th person to like the episode. Kevin, as he leaves, he says, kick Blue's ass in a a pretty delightful moment. Because he's still team heart all the way. That's how you know that he's a real harder. He's true red. He's a crypt for life. You can't keep Kevin down. No, a blood. A blood. I'm sorry. It seems silly that you would ever get confused which one's the Crips and which one's the blood. Obviously, the the red's the blood, right? And then, uh, yeah. I think that's all. Kevin says he should have volunteered to sit out so he would have been protected. I agree with it, Kevin. I wish you would be here. All right, should we roll into Comment Corner? We shall. There are three comments that I think we should read them top to bottom. Would you like to start? All right. Starting with Trev Woe. Another great episode. If you just had a great episode, you might be Survivor Philadelphia. That's what Trevlo said. You want to read the next one? Under Trevlo, we have football, a.k.a. soccer, who says, love that dream team footage. Who is the dream team? Hmm. 
Do you think he's just saying the whole cast is the dream team and he just loves all the footage in the whole episode? Maybe. I'm assuming that's the only thing he could mean. Hopefully. Survivor Philadelphia. And last but not least, our, our little friend Maddie. All right. Do you want to read it together? Okay. The way I just want to make Survivor Cast International proud. Hashtag Savage Impact. Matt, you seem like the fucking coolest person in the world. You've worked with NASA. Hashtag Impact. You already have made us proud. And the only way we could be more proud of you is if you go and win Survivor Philly. Calling it now. Philadelphia. Or at least make top five so we can give you a Spice Girl. Mm, yes, you have that to look forward to. Uh, we do assign a Spice Girl to each of the top five and break down why they are the Spice Girl we yes. assign them. Hell yeah, we do. All right, well, with that, this week has been phenomenal. God, now I'm just going to be thinking all week what Spice Girl is mad. I know, but what if he doesn't even make it there? You can't commit to this yet. I'll be literally heartbroken. My heart would literally, I couldn't ever play on the heart tribe because my heart would be forever broken. Matt's going to be a big target because of his charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent, I bet. (laughs) It's raging. All of it. (laughs) I mean, come on. So we're going to wrap it up here on this Philly Friday. Yes, hashtag happy Philly Friday. Thanks for hanging out with us. Go find... All of our content on Twitter at INT SurvivorCast, at RealityPodINT, all the good stuff. We can't wait to kick it with you on Sundays for South Africa and Mondays for UK. And every Friday, Friday for Philly. Surviving Philadelphia. That's a little taste of my na, famous na, Bruce Springsteen impression. Philadelphia. I like your the little uh little sauce on it. Yes. Philadelphia. Philadelphia. I hate to say it, but clearly our podcast is the better of the two, just for this. No, Davey's amazing. Bruce Springsteen personally endorsed it. Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Philadelphia, it is. Yoda's here. Uh, what? Yoda? Get out of here, you Philly babies. You've just listened to a Reality Pod International podcast. Find more episodes and other great shows at Reality Pod INT on Twitter. Rate, review, subscribe, and find us on all social media platforms. Thanks for listening. <laughs>